You're listening to Creative Thursday, episode number 260. Welcome to Creative Thursday with Marisa Ann Cummings. We're talking all things life, business, and creativity with a special focus on helping artists confidently and consistently sell their creations to their ideal collectors online. Intended to inspire and empower you wherever you are on your creative journey, both personally and professionally. Enjoy and thank you for listening. Thanksgiving and happy Creative Thursday. I have a very special episode for you today. All creative inspiration coming your way. And first and foremost, thank you. I appreciate you. I am so thankful you are here and that you include me in your podcast listening. I appreciate you so much, and I thank you always for all your encouragement and support in many different ways, especially from our expansive artist members and the community of creatives who I get to connect with in this beautiful online space. Really appreciate you. I'm also so incredibly thankful to have the opportunity to do this work. I love it so much. I love it so much, including this podcast, including this podcast. I love the podcast. So I hope you love it too. And today I am going to share with you a group of our Small Studio Sunday artists, expansive artists. Well, all the Small Studio Sunday artists are expansive artist members. I created Small Studio Sunday a couple of years ago with the idea to celebrate and support independent makers and artists. And then I chose to take it a step further and create an event inside our expansive artist community so that everything that our artists are learning actually get to be put into place and implemented. So we're not just a community of more and more and more learning, but we're a community of helping you actually do the things, get your work out there and sell your work. Yeah. Sell your work. Imagine that. So exciting. And not just once, but consistently. And yes, there are a lot of moving parts to this online business. So we like to keep you extra up to date with the changes and that come along, but I'm especially excited for 2022 because, oh my goodness, I, we're next level in it. We're next leveling it as our artists grow You know, there's just more ideas that I have that often end up being inspired by what they are needing and how can I, with the experience I have and how can our team make something extra special for them that will make all of this even more efficient, more organized, more fun, all of the things easier. How about easier? And Small Studio Sunday is also one of those ideas. And if you don't know the full story, basically in 2018, I probably came up with this like the weekend of Black Friday. You can find my post back on Instagram, but I just thought, I don't know. I don't know what I fit. I would like to participate in this holiday shopping weekend extravaganza, but a lot of times I would resist it because I'm kind of rebellious that way. I don't want to be part of the mass consumerism. I'm an artist. Am I Black Friday? No, I'm not a big box store. Am I small business Saturday? We're getting closer, but that's really for brick and mortar stores, of which I was one, one year or two years. I had a space and then I was trying to figure out how to be a part of that. It was a little bit confusing. And then there's Cyber Monday, of which I'm also a part of, but I always think of that as like cyber, like more tech deals. There's nothing about that that's really, oh, hey, yeah, independent artist. So I thought, okay, well, let's not resist the whole weekend. Why not find a spot for us? So Small Studio Sunday it was, and 
This is the official Small Studio Sunday on November 28th. You want to go to smallstudiosundayinvite.com to join us because it's not just a pop-up gallery. It is also an event, a virtual event where I think we have about 35 artists are going to be between Saturday. We're having an opening party Saturday, 1 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. Again, go to smallstudiosundayinvite.com so you get the invitation to join us for that. And also on Sunday, so we have 35, we have 35. We're like, as we grow, we're like, oh boy, this may be more than one day. It was so much fun. Everyone's going on for just five minutes doing a quick demo or a studio tour or an art talk. And I'm telling you, you will be inspired and it's very likely you're going to buy some art. You're going to buy art. I'm telling you, if you come, better get ready. (laughs) That is also the goal, but it is for you to connect with more creatives and to meet artists and to see our wonderful community of artists. It's really fun for us as a community as well to step out from behind the avatar and actually be a person on a screen. And yes, one day it would be wonderful if we were able to create an in-person event around this as well. But we're just doing one thing at a time. Uh, We may have the intention of continuing this into 2022. We did a test run in August and it wouldn't just be on the November Small Studio Sunday, but I do have a vision that it would be, the ultimate vision would be to have something every quarter that you're working towards, which gets you in the habit as an artist of releasing work around this time. But one step at a time, there's a lot of work that goes into this and we need to grow to be able to support all that we want to do around that. So If you also want to join us in the future, become an expansive artist member. The doors are closed right now, but you can join the waitlist at creativethursday.com. And we are, we have put together a PDF that will also be at creativethursday.com. I will have a specific link in the, in the show notes and on the show notes at my blog post. Well, the podcast goes up on the blog at creativethursday.com as well, where we've made a list of what all the artists are sharing. So this recording was created the last Small Studio Sunday where we did a special Clubhouse Live as well. It was all audio. And all of the members who joined me on stage for the clubhouse shared a tip for how to kickstart your creativity. It, as always, it ends up being this really cool conversation, very inspiring. And this is the recording of that session to kick off our small studio weekend, our weekend of gratitude. And this time we're doing everything inside of the Facebook group. And then this one opening party on zoom, which is also going to give you advanced access and sneak peek of the gallery opening for you. You're going to be able to see it. So we're going to just do those two events and keep everything kind of in the same place Like I said, this is in the process of growing and developing. So make sure you get on smallstudiosundayinvite.com and you'll get all the details. Also make sure you check your inbox. The theory is that due to the, what is expected to be, of course, a very big weekend, you may not be getting all your emails. They're being hyper vigilant. Like email is going through some serious transitions right now as well. It also has algorithms. So I encourage you to check your spam folder, please, for emails from me, Creative Thursday, and that's where you're going to be getting the Small Studio Sunday invite as well. So look for that. And I'll see you there. And without further ado, Pepita, this is a place of podcasting. Hello. Uh, Also, I think my stomach gurgled partway through. I don't know if this microphone is so good, but if you heard gurgling in the background, Pepita is not growling. It is my stomach gurgling. And all right, I will see you at Small Studio Sunday. 
have a beautiful Thanksgiving if you're celebrating that here in the States. And let's kick off this holiday season. Take two, take two. All right, friends, thank you for your patience. We're going to try this again. This is so interesting. It's um, people are just automatically popping up to speak. Laura, I see you. So what happened was uh, I had a power outage and then I quickly, it's odd because it's only happened twice <laughs> at Clubhouse. I don't know why the power has just gone out twice. So I had a power outage and then I quickly switched to, lost my internet connection, quickly switched over and then put my headphones in and then nobody could hear me, but I could hear you. So thank you for your patience. We have restarted the room. I will not intro again. I will just quickly um, hand over the floor to you who are small studio Sunday artists. We are celebrating and supporting independent artists today. And today's clubhouse room is a group of artists sharing tips on how sharing a tip, the best tip on jump starting your creativity. So if you are a small studio Sunday artist exhibiting with us today and you'd like to come up and share your tip and Molly, I would love it if you would come up again as well as I heard some of Erica's and I don't know if Rhonda Lulu got a chance to share, but if you'd love to come up and share again, I invite you to as well. Thank you again for your patience and Laura, I am handing it over to you. Thanks, Marisa. Hi, everybody. So I think this is funny. I pressed on the new link to join this room and I automatically got added to the uh, got added to the room as a speaker. So I don't know how I quite did that. But here I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are one. So there you go. It's all Thank you. it's all good. Yeah, I think it happened before when someone jumped on the first time as well. And you're like, whoa, suddenly there's more than one of us. So yes, Share with us your tip, Laura. I'm excited to hear, and I loved your live today in the group, which really quick, we have more live events happening at smallstudiosundayinvite.com. We have an afternoon of artists sharing art talks, demos, and studio tours, and it has been so inspiring to see you all so far, so I cannot wait to um, see more this afternoon. All right, Laura, handing it back over to you. Okay, thank you, Marisa. So the one thing that helps me is to explore new mediums. And so if for anybody who was on my live earlier today, you'll know that my primary medium is um, fabric. I work with fabric. But recently, fairly recently, I say a couple months ago, I um, signed up to take a sketchbook class because I'm curious about exploring acrylics and gouache. So I've been exploring that too on the side. Not recently because I haven't had a lot of time, but I have started diving into exploring my ideas in a sketchbook. So it's, I'm curious to see if I keep up this practice, how this might influence what I create with fabric um, down the road. So I would just say exploring new mediums. So regardless of what your primary medium is, if there's things you're curious about, jumping right in like headfirst to um, a new medium. You should see how much uh, gouache I bought at the art store one day for not being um, any kind of thing remotely to a painter. So I, I'm, I'm definitely head dove in headfirst. This is Laura and I'm done speaking. That's a great one, Laura. I was sharing before we were, I just saw there's actually a full on internet power outage in my neighborhood now, but I'm on the, I'm on the, my phone. So hopefully I'll stay with you this time. But I was sharing just before I lost power that I love to get new art supplies, but I didn't think about how powerful it is. You're so right, Laura, to just dive into a new medium. It wasn't until I taught at the Squam Art Retreat many years ago, and I was the the painting teacher invited during the primarily, I would say, fiber arts sewing knitting focus of the retreat. And I started taking classes and I am I am 100% certain that is what kicked off my desire to start designing fabric and sew and it was it was a complete game changer for me and then that certainly influences all of the 
the work that I do. So that is a great reminder. Thank you for sharing with us, Laura. And Sarah, I'm heading over to you next. What is your tip that you'd like to share with us today? Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah Stevenson, and I am the creative behind the Redline Design brand. I'm a professional interior designer, and I also host a community called Art for Interiors, where I help artists, like in this group, to... Um, learn how to do their outreach to sell work to, to the interior design trade. Uh, one of the things that we talk about in that group, and one of the things that is my favorite jumpstart for my creativity, is an artist date. So once a week, um, not so much during the pandemic, I've done it more online, but once a week, I will take myself on an artist date, either um, to a museum, uh, out to a favorite design shop, um, to the beach, um, up into the mountains, um, you name it. I'll pick one thing once a week. I take my camera because I'm also a professional photographer and uh, I take tons and tons of photos and then that informs my process uh, in creating either a fine art photography piece or um, paintings and sketching. So the artist date is my most very favorite thing to do. <laughs> I love it. That's um, also a reminder of, um, I think the first time I heard about that too was Julia Cameron's book, right? Yeah. I mean, we just yeah. cannot... That is such a timeless, I'm sure, imagine everyone here knows it, but just in case you don't know the artist's way, I actually was introduced to her work first through her writing book, which I just at the moment can't think of the name of it. And then I, then I found my way to the artist way, but I was a little bit skeptical, like, oh, come on, do we really need a book to tell us how to be an artist? <laughs> and uh, turns out, yeah, it's a pretty powerful yeah. book. It's really helpful and wonderful and so inspiring for so many people. And I always remember the artist date, either with fellow creatives or just anyone that would like some inspiration that day or also just taking yourself on an artist date which now we can start to weave together all the tips so you could take yourself on an artist date you could buy some new supplies in a medium that you um a medium that you have never tried before like like Laura was sharing and uh thank you for sharing Sarah I'm gonna come over you to you Jody. Thank you, Marisa. So I uh, am Jodi, and I am the artist behind Creating Joe Deb. And what I would say for me is that helps me uh, delve in and really get into that mind space is setting the stage. So for me, that would be... Um, you know, if it, I know, Marisa, you just came from traveling and we're enjoying painting traveling. And Sarah, you're talking about artist dates. But for me being in the studio, specifically in the morning when the light is coming in is my favorite time. Um, just certain music. And I always, always light a candle. I pull, you know, an intention card just setting myself up in that in that frame of mind and clearing out anything else that's in my mind and just kind of dr drifting right in and making myself focus on the art that really gets me in the in the headspace for creating so that's what i do setting the stage for me is important and i also surround myself with beautiful things flowers i i looked long and hard for a specific chandelier for my studio that would make me feel that vibe and smile every time I saw it. It really sets the stage for, for, for that room. Uh, that's what I would say. This is Jody. done speaking. 
Thank you, Jody. I, lo- I love that tip as well. And in, in small studio Sunday inspiration, I love surrounding myself with beautiful art in my studio. And I just get so inspired, not only from art that I collect, but also just having my own art in my space. And it just makes such a difference, like you're saying, to create create a space, even if for me, I know for many of us, it starts at our dining room table, or our desk or our table in the living room, which I had in the beginning as well. And just adding those little special touches to inspire me makes such a huge difference. And I too, I love lighting a candle. I love having fresh flowers around and it just makes such a difference. So thank you for that reminder too, Jodi. And Molly, thanks for coming back up. I'd love to hear your thoughts again as well on your tip. Hi, thank you, Marisa. This is Molly Ovenden. So uh, jumpstarting my creativity is something that I actually am really passionate about. And so much of it has to do with like freedom from perfection and really just getting color on the page or words on the page. So I'm also a professional writer um, and a, a creative writing coach. And so something that I teach my students is to set the timer for 10 minutes and just get some words out. It's not about trying to create a finished end result product, but it's about finding beauty and art and joy in the process of creation. And so overcoming those feelings of perfectionism or I have to create a sellable piece of of art or a sellable book or something like that can feel really pressurized. But when we can free ourselves from that perfectionism and just you know, use our non-dominant hands and close our eyes and put some color on the page for 10 minutes, um, that can really bring a lot of fresh inspiration and um, can, can let the journey of creation happen rather than feeling like it has to be a certain thing. And so that, yeah, that freedom from perfectionism, freedom from control and joy in the process of creation is um yeah, something that we can use when we set our timer for, for five or 10 minutes. So I'm Molly Ovenden. I'm finished speaking. Thank you, Molly. And th- another beautiful reminder of that the whole concept of perfectionism and getting it right. I think, as I was saying earlier, it's just staring at the blank page or the white canvas and feeling that moment of what do I want to do here? I know it's completely caught into, well, I am expecting myself to create a masterpiece instead of just putting words on a page like you're saying, or making marks and just moving paint across a panel. For me, I am, as I've been exploring new work, I've just been realizing how that in itself just leads into new ideas and new possibilities and to just completely get out of the way of that creative process and not think about it too much. So I appreciate that reminder as well. Thank you. And now I'm going to hand the microphone over to Dawn. Hi, thanks, Marisa. And hi, everybody. And every so much of what other people have already said are just look I'm like yep check love that one love that one um so for me this is Don Slack by the way um so for me like my I grew up idolizing my dad I mean I still do he's a great guy and he is um he's like such a precise and fine um like illustrator and so um, for me, like comparing myself to him while growing up, you know, like, you know, like what Molly was saying, that perfectionism that, um, you know, I looked at him and I was like, that's how art's done. You know, and, and you go into the museum of fine arts or whatever, and, and you see these like realistic things. And, uh, you know, for me, I had to really find my way to my own style and, embrace it and let go of that perfectionism and that that need to 
be like somebody else. Um, and so the thing that I do, I mean, one, the artist's way was completely instrumental to me to sort of like coming into my own as a, you know, kind of re getting reacquainted with myself as a, as an artist and, and as a creative person. But, um, what I do now is honestly, like I ask myself, you know, what colors do I want to play with today? Because I love color so much. Um, and so there's that, but then I just remind myself as I go, because that, 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 uh, that perfectionist voice comes up so often for me that like that kind of internal pressure. And so, I remind myself over and over again sometimes, like, this is just play. This is play. This is an experiment. Let's see what's going to happen. And I, and I really just have to explicitly remind myself that that's what I'm doing, is that I'm, I'm discovering, I'm, I'm trying something out, and that, um, yeah, I don't know, that explicit uh, acknowledgement that that's that that's what I'm aiming for, like really just helps me let go of, I don't know, some of that internal pressure that I carry around with me. So thank you. Thank you, Dawn. I do love how just one right after the other, we can just weave every, every tip, every suggestion together. So letting go of perfection and reminding ourselves that it is about play. And Don, I totally understand what you're saying, especially starting more from an illustrative perspective. And when I started painting, I just would look at, look at, well, I say a still life or a photograph, I would look at something and replicate it as exact as I could, which today I don't find that very fun. I find it really stressful to try to create something from a more realistic perspective. And I think some of the ideas around, oh, well, this is, you know, this is how art is supposed to look. It's, it's sort of how I started feeling like, well, in order for, for me to consider myself a good artist, I need to be able to replicate something with such detail and precision and, you know, there's a lot of pressure in that. And as I've been letting go of, I ended up morphing that into an illustrative style that I chose to keep very simple for just simply the purpose of enjoying the work that I'm creating, finding more joy in that work. But as I've been letting go of some of that and allowing myself to have more play, I've just realized, oh my goodness, this is just so much fun. Not that I can't appreciate or don't love to create a portrait from time to time, but I feel definitely much more pressure around that. So I think also finding for you as an artist what really you know what you really enjoy even if you can create different styles of art or be very detailed but if you don't necessarily enjoy that then find a pathway in your creativity that really allows other parts of your artistic voice and expression to develop so thank you Don. I am coming back to you, Erica. Thanks for picking up the mic. I don't know if you heard, but I had a power outage and then suddenly I could hear you all, but you couldn't hear me. So I appreciate you jumping in and I'd love to come back to you and have you share your tip again, because I hope this is um, being recorded so we can share on the podcast as well. Okay, awesome. Thank you, Marisa. Uh, this is Erica Briga. I'm a watercolor illustrator and painter, and I like um, fun watercolor illustrations, mermaids and such. So when it, it's um, what can be difficult for me and can get me really stuck is looking at other watercolor illustrations, like the exact same media, the exact same um, subject matter, and even for my own. Um, for my own pieces, just to keep looking at that and just keep going towards the same palettes and things like that. Um, in a, a way for me to step out of that is to think of other things that I love. So um, like thrifting, vintage finds. I love um, super old tiles. Uh, so like I have Pinterest boards where I'll just pin things that I just love. Um, and then I can go back to those and tap into a different color scheme 
um, a different uh, layout of however they design that piece or um, just something that's completely not art, you know, so vintage tiles, vintage clothes. Um, I love uh, things that are worn. Again, not that perfectionist um, piece. And um, so I think we can all like relate to that. Um, wanting to step away from that and just like really embracing the imperfect because that's that's where the fun is. <laughs> that's what I think anyway. Um, so yeah, that's something that um, really boosts my creativity is just thinking about something that's completely not um, directly related to what I'm doing on the page. And then the next thing you know, you're just playing and experimenting and those little things that you liked from another aspect of your life shows up in your work. And that adds to your style and your voice just organically. So that's what works for me. Oh, another great one, Erica. So good. And Pinterest. Yeah. <laughs> what did we do before Pinterest? Oh, I actually used to look at magazines and I would rip out. I have one quick tip to add to that as well. When I worked for interior designer back in the day when I thought I might be pursuing that as a career, she would keep what she called, you know, a swipe file or an idea file. And she would just rip out imagery in magazines, which we can still do that. And also have these Pinterest boards of all kinds of things like what Erica's saying that inspire us and move us. And I find too, just, I love film so much that many times just watching the art direction and film will inspire imagery and color palettes. And yes, it's such a good reminder to just step outside of your own world, similar to what Laura was sharing earlier about trying new mediums. So thank you for sharing Erica and Marie, I am coming over to you. Hi Marisa. Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Marie and I am a watercolorist and I love also ink and I do paint in oil and pastel sometimes too. And I guess there are two things that I really like to do. Um, if I don't know what to, what to paint or I'm feeling tired, I'll pick a book or I'll watch a documentary. And I think it's the same kind of uh, thought process as stepping out of your own world to step in another and take imagery, imagery and colors and all the descriptions that, that a good book <laughs> will provide. Um, I'll take that and otherwise what I do uh, a lot is um, daydreaming and I will by what I mean by that is if I'm outside in nature for example um, I will daydreaming about how do I, how would I paint that tree how would I paint that cliff for that house or the deer and I just pull in my head my supplies and colors. And then you, you know, so first you have a tendency to say, well, the deer is brown, so what kind of brown would I choose? But then if you can stir that thought into, okay, what other colors do you see in the deer, um, in the antlers, uh, his eyes or his fur? And then you start putting other color palettes and, and then you will associate the supplies that would go with it. And I just find it a very effective way to get out of my head and I'm all inspired when I when I go back to my to my desk. And I'm done speaking. That's beautiful, Marie, and I absolutely appreciate it after staring at the hills of Italy. I just want to go back. I do live in a beautiful place in Los Angeles, but there's nothing quite like that kind of peace where you can just daydream, honestly. I was thinking when I was listening to you just now going... How do you find the how do you find the time, Marie? No, I think sometimes when we're living in a bigger city, and I know where you are too, it's pretty bustling. You can easily get caught up in the, all the energy and not just really know how to step out of that and allow that kind of space and freedom and inspiration to flow in. So, thank you for that reminder. 
as well. And real quick, just to reset the room, um, we'll be returning to our small studio Sunday Facebook group shortly. If you would like to join us and get to know more of the artists and see our gallery, online gallery featuring over 50 of our expansive artists who've joined us for this first session of small studio Sunday, you can be sure to go to smallstudioinvite.com. And today's talk is inspired by this first event that we're hosting, celebrating and supporting independent artists and makers. And all of the speakers who are on stage with us are artists who are sharing their work. And when you visit the gallery, it will link you up with all of their details, all of their Instagram, Facebook, their individual websites. So you can be sure to join their mailing list and learn more about them and their work. It's an honor to have them all joining me today. So I am going to now hand the mic over to Rhonda. And we all call you Rhonda Lulu now. <laughs> we all say Rhonda Lulu. Hello, hello. I actually am Rhonda Lulu. I'm an illustrator. I draw animals. Um, and to jumpstart my creativity, I'm actually just end up drawing whatever I'm feeling or whatever is going on with me at that moment or in that day. And I have kind of a hieroglyphics of animals where most of the time if I like draw a mouse, it usually represents me. If I draw bears, it will represent my family or it will be a feeling. If I'm feeling wild or creative, it's a fox or goofy or maybe clumsy, it's a raccoon. And so like, for example, you know, last winter, my father was very sick and I ended up drawing a polar bear family with a great big polar bear sleeping and a bunch of little cubs sitting around him all worried because that's of course what we really were doing uh he's fine now <laughs> or and um and for new years um i was feeling very ambivalent about 2021 and what it was going to bring and what i ended up drawing was a little mouse looking up at a very very big moon with a little you know kind of ambivalent expression on his face and that was actually the very beginning. That was the seed of the big world collection that I'm showing today for Small Studio Sunday. Anyway, so my, my process is obviously a little different to some of the ones that I've heard before today, but uh, it works for me. And that's it. I'm done. Well, if it works for you, Rhonda Lulu, <laughs> that is everything. And I do, I would love to ask you quickly because you primarily create digitally. I'm wondering as well if, if any of you have thoughts on, you know, working digitally and that creative process versus handling and, you know, working with supplies because they, they feel different for me, but because I love what's possible in the digital space now with my Apple Pencil, I sort of just pick up my iPad and it also ends up jump-starting my creativity. So I just wanted to ask you specifically because your illustrations are so delightful and, and intricate created digitally. Is there is is the same process apply for you that way? Is that just your favorite tool and so it instantly inspires you? Yeah, it's, it's wonderful for a creativity and inspiring because it lets you really experiment without damaging the picture. You know, you can, I can change it from day to night or I can add characters or remove them or really, really play with a composition digitally before I find something that really resonates with me and then I make it permanent. Whereas if you're working physically, you don't have that kind of flexibility or if you make a giant mistake, you can't fix it that easily compared to digitally where I can just erase the layer or erase part or whatever. So yes, it's, it's wonderful for, for creativity. I honestly can't imagine working any other way. And real quick, we have to ask you what your favorite um, digital app is or if you have several. Oh, um, well, I'm a big Apple fan. So for me, it's the iPad, like you said, and the Procreate app with the Apple Pencil is wonderful. And anyone who wants help getting started on Procreate, give me a call. I love to help people. We'll be reaching out to you, Rhonda, in the expansive artists. It sounds good. And thank you so much for sharing. And Helen, I'm excited to have you with us. I'm handing the mic over to you to share your tip. It was so fun to see your studio earlier. That was great. 
Thank you, thank you. That was super fun and also my first time going live, so it was a little bit interesting <laughs> um, figuring it out. Um, but hey, everybody, I am Helen of OceanTakeFlight.com. I am a watercolor artist, mainly focused on fashion as well as whimsical paintings. Um, my quick tip was actually very similar to Molly's. Um, you know, for me, oftentimes, I find starting to be the hardest part when you're like just staring at a blank page. Um, and sometimes I have just way too much, too many expectations to create a masterpiece every time. Um, so that can kind of get me a little stuck. Um, but I agree with Molly in the sense that setting a small time limit can be very helpful. Um, this month I joined a fashion illustration challenge where the challenge was to draw a one-minute fashion illustration every day. Now, let's be real now. It can be daunting to find time to sit down every day and paint for a couple of hours, but one minute? Yeah, I think I could spare a minute for like a quick gesture figure sketch. So just the fact that I limited painting to one minute every day made starting so much more doable. And you know, in that one minute, when you set the timer, there's no time to overthink. You just, you just gotta go for it. Um, and a second way to make it easier to start is to just work at a smaller paper size if you need to. And for me, for some reason, if I start at a smaller size, it makes it feel less daunting and it takes the pressure off a little bit. And then honestly, once you get started, that minute flies by and I end up painting for much, much longer usually. Um, this whole challenge has definitely uh, kept me motivated throughout the whole month and because of it I was able to end up with 40 fashion paintings this month that I just released on my art shop this morning at OceanDigFlight.com. So feel free to check them out for inspiration um, on what a one minute daily sketch can lead to at the end of a month. So they start off as one minute but obviously all of these ended up taking longer. Um, but by the end of the month, I have a collection now. So that's my tip. And uh, yep, that's it. <laughs> Helen, that's so great. I was about to ask you my follow-up. Where did that lead? That's fantastic that it led to 45 illustrations. I love that. Just starting with one minute. So good mm -hmm. and so beautiful. Thank you, Helen. Pradeepa, I'm coming over to you. It was wonderful to see you live today as well. And Laura, and I know a number of you are going live shortly this afternoon, so we'll wrap soon so I don't hold you here um, over on Clubhouse. But Pradeepa, I'm handing it over to you. And I also welcome you to Clubhouse, Pradeepa, because I'm wondering if this is your first time on here. And if it is, there's a little microphone on the bottom because um, whenever you are within the first seven days of Clubhouse, they give you a little what people called, I guess it's a party popper or a celebratory emoji. But on the bottom right, there is a microphone and you just unmute yourself and you can speak if you're still there and able to speak. And um, I see Jen and Hadley are coming up quickly as well to share their tips. There she is. Um, I see Pradeepa. Okay. And then Jen will come over hello. to you. Yeah. Yeah. Th thank you, Parisa. It was, uh, yeah, it's been so nice and a beautiful experience being part of this um, small studio Sunday. And my tip is, I think my biggest, I don't know if this has been shared before, but realizing that there is, there are cycles to creativity. Um, you don't, you don't arrive where, you know, in, a, in the place that you're going to be in 15 years' time, you know, it's not a straight line. You go through ups and downs and you, you, you try new things and you can't break through and then you break through. Um, and it's those, and in those moments of frustration um, when, I, I'm, I'm sure I can't remember, uh, the, um, I think I've heard somebody say, the, your breakthrough is just around the corner. So, and it's... Um, uh, knowing that there are cycles and seasons to your creativity um, has been, I think, very key for me to keep going, um, especially because I started with no art background whatsoever. Um, 
so so that's my tip really um and uh, yeah it's been great hearing everybody's tips thank you that's beautiful pradeepa seasons of creativity and honestly after seeing your work today i can't imagine that you weren't that this wasn't a path that you always known that you had so i'm so glad that you found it and i'm glad um to have you as part of our community and i'm so happy to hear you're enjoying small studio sunday it's so great to learn more about all of you and your work as well and jen i'm coming over to you and then to you hadley when you come up on stage just a quick reminder to press the little microphone at the bottom yeah and that will just help with any background noise so jen are you with us i loved seeing your demo today too that was great oh thank you hi everybody thank you so much marisa and thank you it's so nice to get to know everybody through these little lives and to see what everybody looks like my I had internet trouble i'm actually at a friend's house who's not home using her space and her internet so everything's just been a little weird but uh that's okay it was probably a better idea to practice that. <laughs> but anyway, um, to kick, I love what Pradeepa just said about the seasons. And yeah, I don't feel creative every day. Today I feel creative, but I was doing a sketch and I was listening um, outside. And it's turning out really crappy, but that's okay. I'm getting something on the paper. So yeah, I think I think even Marisa said to just have like a daily practice. I've been using Focusmate. It's like an online, it's like a virtual workspace with you and another partner, and they're 50 minutes long. And uh, I found that really helpful for focusing. And like, I joined like an art, you can join different, like, I guess, genres or groups. And I joined a creative circle or spiral group. And some of the people I work with are artists. And that's very helpful instead of like checking email and doing laundry, you know, I would sit down and actually do art when I'm with them. So that's been like my little tip for like the last like two months to actually get some creativity kicking. So thank you so much. I can't wait to see everybody else's lives. Bye. Thank you, Jen. Yes. And we will we'll go to Hadley and Marisa and then we'll wrap so we can quickly head back over to the Small Studio Sunday Facebook group. If you're listening live, come and join us at Small Studio Sunday Invite. Dot com and Jen such a great reminder to be connecting with community and you know having accountability in your art practice is such a powerful tool as well so thank you for sharing that I've never even heard of that before so Hadley um, coming over to you it was great to see you today as well and see your studio and beautiful work oh thank you Marisa yeah it's been awesome um, I just wanted to give a couple of my ideas. Um, I've struggled a lot with being stuck. And I think that that just came from having a lot of pressure that like growing up, I was quote unquote, the best <laughs> artist. And that's what I was always praised for. So I developed like this complex where I couldn't fail. And so I wouldn't let myself make mistakes. And it became like, so paralyzing. So for a long time, like I just couldn't make any work. And the only way that I've been able to overcome that, and that's been like pretty recently in the past couple of years, is just to give myself a really cheap, ugly, bad sketchbook where I don't feel any pressure to do anything good and take some colored pencils and just start making marks. And like with no intention and nothing in my head, and I call it my art therapy journal. I don't even call it a sketchbook. I completely divorce it from anything that could have a connotation that I'm supposed to do something of value in this sketchbook. And I've, I've had so many great ideas just based on these weird little doodles that I would do. And, you know, they're often very revealing about what's happening inside of our unconscious mind um, when you just sort of free doodle like that and not, not don't think about it. So another technique that I find very liberating, which I, I showed in part in my studio tour, is being um, looser with oil paint and, like, making a lot of marks and kind of patterns with the paint and then finding the image in that as opposed to starting with a blank canvas, which can be totally terrifying. So I always try to start with something there. Um, and then a lot of my drawings and paintings, I kind of will evolve 
out of previous things that started as just mindless doodles. Um, and then like it becomes something much bigger. But if I start with the idea that I'm going to do some kind of masterpiece, like guaranteed I can't. So I always think it's best to start with just the easiest thing that you could possibly do in that moment, which is to put an implement to a surface and just move the implement. Um, so that's kind of been how I've overcome a lot of paralysis. Um, I also use Focus Meet, and I also started a meetup group at the end of last year, which is growing, called Creative Coworking. And that's been really awesome, like so helpful, um, finding an accountability partner super helpful. And I found her in this group. So it's been great. <laughs> Thank you so much, Marisa. Oh, thanks, Hadley. I think let's just let's title it grab an implement and use it somewhere to make something is really what it comes down to. And I can only imagine the pressure you're talking about because earlier I was talking about detailed work and um, some of our artists, of which you are most definitely one, the detail that you all can create with just blows my mind. It's incredible. I don't know. I don't know exactly how you have the patience for all of that, but it's I'm so glad that you do because it's remarkable. So thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that you found a process that supports a little bit less pressure at certain times when it comes to creating such beautiful work. And Marisa, I'm coming over to you. I loved seeing your demo today as well. And everyone who would love to see the lives that we're talking about, just go to smallstudiosundayinvite.com and all of the recordings, thankfully there haven't been other power outages. All of the recordings are there and everyone, you all are excellent sticking to your time. I'm gonna have to learn from, from you. Um, how not to carry on with my inspiration. But many of you, it was your very first time and I'm so impressed and uh, proud of you for just jumping on and sharing. It makes a huge difference for all of us to have the chance to get to know you and your work and it's just wonderful. So Marisa, love that, love that watercolor that you made and I hand it over to you. Oh, hi, yeah, no, thanks. That, that, was, that was indeed my first live in fact um i had a, a mini panic right beforehand when i realized i'd never done a live before and i don't know where the button is so i went on to like with 10 minutes to go i went onto my own profile and managed to do a live to only me and it's just got lots of strange it's, it's like i think it's saved my profile now and it's just got lots of strange faces that i'm pulling at the camera trying to work out if it's working for about 10 minutes so Save those. They go into the archive. I still have the very first Periscope I did at the farmer's market where I was showing you vegetables. So we all start somewhere and you did great by the second go round. Cool. Awesome. Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose if anything, that that's my, at the moment, my go-to thing for just, you know, getting, getting flowing is just, it's what a lot of people have been talking about, like, you know, not being precious and things. The other side of it for me, I guess, trying to, when I'm trying to start up that engine, um, there's two sides from it. There's one, there's like the body side of just getting into the flow of it. And um, I don't know, that, 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 that is what I always think of when people say jumpstarting your creativity. But the other side of it is also... Um, being inspired by things and I don't know if maybe this is a particular thing to me and the kind of personality that I have but I suppose I've been working in the tech industry for a long time and I've just learned to be very sort of stressed and very direct about things um, you know just focusing on a goal and having to ignore other things and I don't like that that's why I don't do it anymore but it's taken a long time to reset and decompress from that and one of the things that I find really useful for sort of it's not necessarily finding inspiration because you find that everywhere but really sort of focusing on it and digesting it is um, weirdly enough I try to be really intentional about the time that I spend right in those moments 
when you're just waking up in the morning. You know, when you're half conscious and half asleep and you're trying to work out if everything that's just happened was a dream or not? That headspace, um, it has a name in Italian. It's called dormiveglia, which just means sleep, wake. It's very simple, but it sounds bloody cool in Italian. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I find that I can access so many different parts of my emotions and my thoughts and I can, I, I don't know, I can... I, I can have my thoughts and ideas run away from me, like run away with me rather than from me, I suppose. Um, like I'm a little child again and it's fantastic. And if I really focus on that, I can, I can hold it for a little while, but eventually I will get up and I'll have to do life stuff. And so in that time, yeah, I try and be very intentional about it. I, I have a little notepad next to my bed. <laughs> I have a, a particular pen that I use that is like super water soluble. So if I get ink on my bed sheets, I can just wash it right out. And yeah, just a really crappy notebook and some sticky notes and things. And everything kind of gets born from there. And later in the day, if I want to try and recreate that, I essentially, I mean, I used to call it meditating. I would try and meditate, but I don't know. I don't know if it's actually meditating. I think I might just be having a very serious very focused nap. Anyway, that's the strange thing I have to say today. Hi. I'm sorry, I'm a bit frazzled because um, I just spent like the last hour listening to all of you guys with that wonderful advice. I think we should make a PDF of this. This is amazing. I think um, so too. <laughs> I just got my shop open. I was just rushing to finish it. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm now just half asleep and half still frazzled but it's it's been lovely to hear this conversation and it's it's lovely to to talk about my weird thoughts so thank you for listening we love your weird thoughts marisa you always bring so much insight to our conversations and um i know what you're talking about but for me it happens if i'm stuck on a painting idea i will often take like an afternoon nap and i will intentionally lie down thinking about the piece I'm working on and ideas will kind of float in right at that space where I'm drifting off and it'll be like a short 15 minute nap and it's it's been a pretty powerful tool for me in a similar way so thank you so much for sharing that yeah. with us it's strange I actually even used it back when I was working in tech and problem solving is if I would go to sleep, I'd have to find a really, really well hidden place in the office to do it. But if I have a 15 minute nap, I will solve any problem. I'll have like a eureka moment. I don't know why it's the bath. It's for me, it's the naps. Yeah. Naps are so underrated. Sometimes we're bringing the nap back. Creativity in the nap. It's everything. So my beautiful artist friends, I'm really glad to see that, uh, Stephanie worked out the schedule to allow us time, especially since we had to restart the room because I know Sarah Stevenson, who's on stage right now, is going next in our live. And then Erica and Marie-Laure is going and Jodi is, is going on shortly after that. So we'll slowly um, wrap up here and make our way to our private Facebook group, Small Studio Sunday. And if you're listening and you would like to join us, just head to Small Studio sundayinvite.com and if you're listening on the podcast hopefully this is recorded marisa and so we'll be able to refer back to these awesome tips all together then visit us at smallstudiosunday.com and you can find all of the artists who have so uh, generously shared inspiration and insight here today and you can go directly to their website find them on instagram be sure to take a moment say thank you um, for for what they've shared today and follow them here on clubhouse i miss this space it's so great to be able to have conversations in this kind of an environment and now we'll be continuing on for the rest of the afternoon's events. And hopefully we'll be doing this again because it's just been so much fun. I've loved seeing everyone go live and hearing your beautiful wisdom expertise and seeing all of your great work. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining me today. And we'll be back soon and we'll see you back over in the Small Studio Sunday Facebook group. 
Creative Thursday is recorded by me, Marisa. You can find all things Creative Thursday at creativethursday.com and learn about how I can support you in building and growing your thriving artist business at creativethursdaycourses.com. Be sure to hit subscribe to get the next episode as soon as it drops. And if this episode has inspired you, share it with a friend and fellow creative and leave a positive review so that more listeners can be introduced to the Creative Thursday message and mission to empower artists to know their worth, value their work, and consistently artfully sell to their ideal collectors online so that they can make more beautiful art all in support of living a life they love. Coming together as a creative community, we uplift and support one another while encouraging and being an example for more people all over the world to dream big and believe in what is possible for them. 